1: morning good afternoon and good evening rugby fans and welcome to episode 177 of the dnvr rugby podcast my name is colton strickler uh good show for everybody today excited to jump into it not going to do anything after the interview so once you hear the interviews you're done show's over um we're gonna start with the breakdown the breakdown's presented by o'neill's and o'neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby infinity park and the american raptors shop apparel now at o'neill's.com that's o and E-I-L-L-S dot com. Talking about the American Raptors. American Raptors are coming off a loss to Selknam in the opening round of Super Rugby Americas. 45 to 10. Uh, big score line. The one the Raptors are on the wrong side of, obviously. Um, and I have a couple of notes from the game. Let me get my notebook out. I just remembered I didn't have it out right now. i was kind of go ahead and take you through some of the notes I took during the game. Just a peek into my brain. Uh, It was close. It was close for the first 20 minutes of the match. Uh, Selkham scored early, took a 7-0 lead. um, And then the Raptors got on the board with a penalty goal from Lucas Gonzalez. uh, And then that's about as close as it was for the rest of the game, unfortunately. Uh, One of the things I did notice early is that um, the teams weren't winning their own lineouts, which I thought was interesting. They kept stealing the other ones, um, having trouble winning their own. And then, like I said, after uh, after Lucas Gonzalez added three points, it really just kind of got out of hand. Uh, I guess it was okay. It was under control until halftime. Selkham took a 19-3 to lead into the half. But uh, what, what really plagued the Raptors was yellow cards. And Diego Magno got the first yellow card at the 30-minute mark. Um, and then there was two more to come. So the Raptors end up playing the, the match down a man for 30 minutes, which is tough to win when that happens. Um, and then the, the second yellow card came right after the halftime break. Ramiro Moyano got the second yellow card. I think for a neck roll is what they said. It's hard because even in the English broadcast, they're not hearing like the – they don't translate the Spanish communication. So I feel like that's what the broadcaster said was a neck roll. Um, and things – this is when it kind of – they really poured it on. Um, score 21 unanswered before Franco Paillo uh, scored – a try, the only Raptors try in the 74th minute to bring the score 38 to 10 after Lena Latus hits a conversion. Um, and then they added one more try at the end to make it 45-10 Selknam. Uh, so it wasn't the start the Raptors would have liked, um, but I think like what I left encouraged by, and I have a piece up on the DNVR.com right now if you want to read this, it's, it seems fixable, right? Like it's just a lot of newness is what I kind of chalk it up to. Uh, new team in a new league, you know, working under playing under new officiating, uh, just stuff that they're not used to yet. And I think, like, as they play more matches um, and as they settle in, get their sea legs a little bit, um, they start to understand what the officials were saying, like what they're calling, how they call things. It will get better. Um, it was interesting here. hear Max Dacey talk about it on this podcast that you'll hear in a little bit. Um, he said after the match, the official came up and said, you know, after reviewing some of this stuff, um, I, I probably wouldn't have called a few things, just how I see, you know, what you guys do and how you play uh, might look look wrong, but it actually isn't. And so that was kind of interesting to hear that. So I'll be interested to see how that translates into this next match against Pena Roll. Selkham, of course, is a team made up largely uh, by the people, the players that will represent Chile in the 2023 Rugby World Cup. They finished second in the entire competition last year. Uh, losing to Pena Roll, which is the Raptors opponent this weekend. Um, and the Raptors have already played Pena Roll. I, I feel like they played a, a more developmental side of Pena Roll um, at the Challenge Cup of the Americas at Infinity Park back in June. Um, and, and the Raptors lost that one as well. Um, I would have to check off the top of my head. The Raptors scored 10 points. I think it was like a 25, 30 to 10 game, something like that. So, something in that neck of the woods. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. They've had a week to kind of lick their wounds, see what they did wrong, see what they did well, um, and, and try to do something against Pena this week. It's going to be tough. Pena Roll won the competition last year, and, again, it's it's made up of players that are going to represent uh, Uruguay at the 2023 Rugby World Cup. So they're going to have their hands full. It already sounds like they're getting ready for it to be a physical fight, and we're going to see what happens. I'm excited to see, though, because um, it's just fun. It's fun to watch Raptors play in competition again. And I'm looking forward to see what happens. So, a couple of Raptors did end up on on the tackle leaderboard for the entire league, which is cool to see. Maake Moody had six, and Sione Fini had uh, five. They had none of them missed a tackle, which was good. So they're they're both on the top leaderboard right there, um, and looking for them to build on that total this week. Uh, and Hopefully, you know we can see a little bit more offense, and it's a closer game, but. Um, it's going to be a learning experience. This this whole thing is just good experience for a team that you know could really benefit from it, uh, and I'm excited to watch it. So it's going to be good. That's tomorrow at 4 p.m. That's Friday. If you're listening to the show Friday at 4 p.m., you can catch it on ESPN Plus, which sounds like just be the case all year, which is super easy and accessible. Um, it's not tracking down all these different stream sites, which is which is good. So uh, looking forward to watching that. that kind of does it for the breakdown. I feel like I covered just about everything. They'll talk about – Max will talk a lot more about it Um, in his interview. He gave some very thoughtful answers, which I appreciated, and we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. So for now, let's talk about all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Brought to you by Wintergreen. Holy crap, what just happened to my throat right there? Brought to you by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community. Uh, to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, cream, sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oils and other therapeutic natural oils to help soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. So there's a lot of rugby on this weekend. I try to track down as much as I can. Rugby Morning has a very helpful tool uh, that, that kind of aggregates all these matches, which I can go in and pick from. So thank you to John for doing that. Uh, So we'll go ahead and start. American Raptors versus Pena Roll on Friday at 4 p.m. Catch out on ESPN Plus, something I should have mentioned in the breakdown. Pena Roll had a bye week last week, so they're going to be super fresh, uh, ready to rock. And the Raptors aren't. They played six days ago. Uh, So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, That does it for that. You can catch rest Super Rugby Americas on ESPN Plus as well. We've got Major League Rugby. We've got Rugby ATL at the Seattle Seawolves on Friday at 8.30 p.m., on the Rugby Network. Dallas Jackals at Utah Warriors on Saturday at 2 p.m. on the Rugby Network. Nola Gold at Houston Sabercats Saturday at 7 p.m. on the Rugby Network. Uh, Toronto Arrows at New York Iron Workers on Sunday at 1 p.m. on It's on Fox Sports 2, it's not on the Rugby Network. And New England Free Jacks at San Diego Legions on Sunday at 2 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Uh, We got Premiership rolling all weekend on Peacock. We got Super Rugby, Starting on Flow Rugby this weekend. Love watching super rugby. It's my favorite competition. We got the URC all weekend on Flow Rugby. We've got the All Premier 15s on premier15s.com. We got top 14 on Flow Rugby. We got six nations. We got Italy versus Ireland on Saturday at 7.15 a.m. Wales versus England on Saturday at 9.45 a.m. France versus Scotland on Sunday at 8 a.m. You can catch those on Peacock. And we got the LA Sevens this weekend. USA men playing Samoa on Saturday at 10.59 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, we got U- uh, USA men's playing New Zealand on Saturday at 2.34 p.m. and then Chile on Saturday at 5.08 p.m. You can catch those matches on Peacock. Watch former Raptor David Still rip it up. And that does it, I think, for all the rugby you can watch this weekend. If I missed anything, I'm sorry. Uh, let's jump into the interview portion of the show, and this will also be the end of the show after the interview, so keep that in mind. Um <clears throat> Interviews with American Raptors forward Max Dacey and rugby coordinator Scott Neese are brought to you by Guard Lab. Enjoy the mouth guard revolution with American-made mouth that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit GuardLab.com. Really enjoyed these chats with Max and Scott. Uh, Max had a lot of good insight uh, as to how the team's feeling after last week, kind of what was the difference in the result um, and what they're going to do this week. And then, of course, catching up with Scott about the travel and all that good stuff. Um, it's good good to hear from him and, and just hear how things are going. Uh, so I'll always enjoy talking to Scott as well. He gives a little airport ranking, which I think will be something we keep doing throughout the year. And I think he, he's going to start ranking the venues too, so tune in for that. And, again, that's it for the show after these interviews. So uh, thanks so much for listening. Catch you all back here next week. Breakdown tomorrow's Raptors match against Pena Roll um, and look forward to the next one as well. So thanks for listening. Enjoy these interviews with American Raptors forward, Max Stacy and rugby coordinator, Scott Neese. I'm out of here. All right. Pleased to be joined by American Raptors forward, Max Stacy, Max, how's it going, man? It's going great, Colton. Good to
2: hear from you, man. We're, uh, about a week and a half into the tour, down here in Montevideo, Uruguay, and yeah, just excited to talk to you and catch up.
1: Yeah, same here, man. It's been uh, it's been good. It's been fun to watch, you know, from afar. Um, and it's kind of crazy to think you're getting a little bit close to the halfway point, right? That's it seems to be going fast <laughs> for me, at least.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been going fast. We've had some busy schedules, getting a lot of good training sessions in. So, uh, yeah, it's time's been moving along, but at the same time, it's uh, nice to be on tour, and I wish it could never end.
1: So I got a couple. I got a couple uh, uh, easy ones here for you, Max. Before I really turn the screws on you. So, uh, what's been the favorite part of the tour so far?
2: Favorite part of the tour uh, for me has just been the exposure to uh, the foreign cultures and the rugby, of course. Playing playing some really high level rugby and and getting set into that has been really great for me as one of the younger, less experienced guys on the team. Um, but then also to have guys on our team that are from each each one of these countries to kind of help guide us along the way teach us a little bit about where we are it's been really special and really informative
1: yeah that would be that would be really nice i can imagine is have someone there that actually knows what's going on and like the significance of different places and stuff that's cool and then max uh i know we were talking before we, we started recording you said it's nice there it's like summertime and i'm jealous because every yeah. time i do a podcast interview it snows here it's freezing cold. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be like a low of minus like fifteen tomorrow or something like that. So man.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been look beautiful here, man. I'm actually standing uh right in my hotel room right now, looking out at the ocean. It's not a cloud in the sky, sun's out, uh nice and warm, a little bit of a breeze. So great conditions to play some rugby here on Friday night.
1: Lovely. You guys staying at the same place we did when we went?
2: You know, funny enough, we're not. We're actually uh, at the hotel that the USA Falcons stayed at and uh, the USA Eagles stay at when they come here. But uh, it was like from my window, street, right? Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah, I can actually see the hotel that we stayed at. I could see the pool that we did our recoveries yeah. in,
1: which is pretty funny. Very nice. So just trying to get my bearings there. All right, Max. So um, obviously uh, a tough result last weekend against uh, Selknum to open up the the competition. Uh, what what do you think is kind of like the difference in the result in that match?
2: Yeah, the big thing uh, goes without saying that we weren't as physical as we wanted to be. We didn't uh, win the contact as we wanted to. Credit to Selcum, their very uh, very physical side. They brought a lot of passion to the game, as well as we didn't execute our game plan to to how we wanted to play the game. We didn't do what we had set out to do and what we had planned to do in the week prior. Um, but also credit to Selcum, they were a great side. They're a team that's going to the World Cup uh, representing Chile. So it was, you know, it's a great in, intro for us playing the number two team in the conference from last year, but a lot of room to improve, and and definitely we shot ourselves in the foot in a lot of opportunities.
1: How much do you learn from a game like that? Because I can imagine, like, you can prepare as much as you want, but until you really like get in there and start playing these teams, I can imagine it's it's a it's like kinda of eye opening experience a little bit, right? Is that fair to say? Oh
2: yeah yeah i mean you can definitely do a lot of preparation you can watch the film you can uh say a lot but at the same time it's it's different once you get in there and you realize how how much more speed and organization they bring to the game as well as physicality and and their ability to tackle low hunt for those two up tackles and when they're carrying the ball they uh they run with a lot of intent
1: yeah for sure um how much does like the the heat is a heat matter at all to you guys because i know it's kind of weird you're coming from a cold place and you've had this gradual like ramp-up, like you go down to Florida where it's a little bit warmer, and then uh, you had a few days uh, to get after it in Chile before you played. Does, does the heat matter at all? Has that made any difference to anybody?
2: Yeah, I mean, it would be kind of silly to say, I think, that the heat doesn't play a factor. Um, I think the biggest thing is it really takes a lot out of you in terms of your recovery and uh, you know sweating a lot more and, and needing to hydrate a lot more. And now that we're in Montevideo, it's a lot more humid. So the ball's a little bit more slick and uh, your your hands are a little bit more sweaty. Um, but at the same time, you're still playing rugby. It's still the same game. So it's, it's a small factor, but one that we're looking to overcome this weekend.
1: For sure. I think one of the things that, that I noticed and a lot of other people probably noticed if they watched the match and uh, was, was it seems like there was a little bit of a difference in officiating than maybe we're used to uh, up in the States. I know, um, talking to Scott after the last one. Uh, he said that the they had pulled nine cards in the first two games or something like that. Um, is that yeah. something that you guys have have noticed? And is that something you have to like learn how to kind of play around? Or is that just, you know, me watching from a thousand miles away, uh, just kind of making stuff up?
2: No, there uh, it's definitely a factor. Funny enough, we, um, we had a lot of scrum penalties and free kicks that went against us and it has to do with, how we kind of put pressure through and we actually spoke with the main referee from our Selcom game. And he told us that some of the free kicks he gave against us, he would have actually taken back. And, and uh, to his credit, he actually said, you know, if watching it now, I, I, there were two specifically that he said he wouldn't have uh, have given a free kick for. And a lot of that is we, uh, we put some pressure through on our binds, but we are still very balanced. And I think, down here the referees just weren't used to seeing that and weren't used to seeing our way of scrumming um but once our head coach sarah shabbat kind of explained to the referee what we were doing and she's great at that i mean sarah shabbat she's a former international front rower who's who's really led a lot of uh how i personally think the u.s scrums so i think that uh the way we go about our business is just a little bit different and it may look a little bit funky. And because of that, the refs were a little on edge and therefore blew us up a few times, but credit to the, uh, the super rugby America referees for coming and speaking to our front rowers and kind of taking two of those three kicks back as well as educating us as to what they saw and yeah. why they called what they did. Um, but we know now that going into this next game against Penarol uh, we can do what we have been training to do, and we weren't really committing any infringements. So that's it's good for us because that means we don't need to change our game, and we know now that the referees won't be—I uh, don't want to say look looking to penalize us—but yeah. we'll we'll know what we're doing and know that it, it is within the laws. Yeah,
1: they, they at least have a heads up. That's super interesting that that happened. I'm glad that you shared that because like you said, you know, even for, for you guys, like this is so much new, like so much newness. And it's the same for the officials, right? They're humans. They're still trying to figure it all out also. Um, and yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that it had to happen, you know, in a first match like that, where um, it, it, it changes the tide of things. But um, it's it's interesting to hear that, you know, they've kind of worked through it and uh, admitted the that they were wrong in some instances. And um hopefully that's not a problem moving forward and the reason like I brought it up is because like watching the match on ESPN Plus in the ES- in the English broadcast um Christian Miles and Brian Vizard were talking about it and Brian Vizard was like this is insane I don't think I've ever seen this many like you know infringement penalties like right off the bat like this and so um obviously triggered something and the, and the one that kind of I don't know I'd be interested to get your take on this Max but the Seymour yellow card was was a little bit questionable to me and I get that it, yeah, uh, it slowed down a try but uh, that was the one that I was like, yeah. come on, this is <laughs> what's going on here.
2: <laughs> yeah, me personally, you know, uh, I don't want to speak out of hand because I'm a yeah, second no, row commenting ain't. on a back three play, but uh personally as a rugby fan, watching Seymoo hunt hunt that guy down, execute a perfect chop tackle, get on his feet, show a clear release, be in the gate. I thought I thought honestly, the second that whistle went up, I started cheering because I was like, That's gotta be our ball. Mu's, yeah. Moo did everything right and um Yeah, I think that was a that was a tough call. But at the same time, you play the ref and uh, we shouldn't have gotten ourselves into a place where Moo had to had to make such a play. Um, But at the same time, you know, the sir is going to call what he's going to see. And uh, we got to play his game. So maybe on a different day with a different sir, or even the same sir that that call goes our way. Um, And who knows, maybe they maybe if we talk to them about that call, they take that back. But in the past. And, um, I'm sure Samu would do the exact same thing again. I I'd want him to do the same thing again. And I think that that call goes our way
1: for sure. Um, yeah, just wanted to get your thoughts on that, Max. So, so moving forward, you have a quick turnaround. Uh, I play Penny roll on Friday. Uh, I'm going to ask you a little bit about that, but, but like of, you know, the, the things that played into this last week's result, like it seems like a lot of it's correctable issues, right? Is that kind of like the feeling on the team? And is that how you're kind of approaching this next match?
2: Yeah, I think that's a great way to say it. Everything we did is correctable. Um, you know, it, it, it's tough. We're playing the the top two teams in the conference first, which is, uh, you know, it's a, a rough start, but it's a great intro for us because it shows us the highest level of competition that this league can give us. Um, but for, for going in against Penarol, it's, it is a big thing about, Hey, let's not worry about what the other team's doing. Let's keep controlling what we're doing. And, uh, we've got some really experienced people not just on our uh, coaching staff with leo taking us through our defense and holding us to high standards and b giving us some really great attack patterns but also we have some fantastic players that have really stepped up and leveled our game you talk about diego fortuny who is the most capped player in this whole western hemisphere and he talks to us about you know just the uh, urgency and you know you're supposed to be tired it's supposed to be hard but it's you know who can who can work harder when everybody's tired or you talk about uh martin and and the organization that he brings and the energy that he brings so going into this weekend against Penarol, playing the um the champions of last year it is very much focused on what we can do and how we can do it because the feeling within this group of guys is when we play our game when we're switched on and we execute the game plan to how we want to how we want to play and when we execute our roles make Good tackles, carry the ball well, make good decisions. Really good things happen for us, and so far we've had a great week of training. Um, the boys are really dialed up. Again, we know the challenge ahead of us, playing the returning champions. But um, it's it's been exciting, and for us, it's just really focusing on ourselves, making sure we do do our job right. And if everybody does their job right, then we're hoping for a really great result and some great great eighty minutes of rugby this Friday.
1: I'm I'm excited to watch it, and is a little bit like is it, is it make it like better when you have a quick turnaround like this? And I know it's only one day, but playing on Friday, as opposed to a Saturday, like feels like a big difference. Uh, but, but it's, it's gotta be like exciting to be like, okay, like we have, we have this opportunity to get back on the horse. We don't have to wait that long. We're, we're just, you know, ready to go again.
2: Yeah. It's uh it's a bit of a balance, honestly, because part of, part of being an athlete is your recovery and winning the recovery. And, it's tough to do when you uh, you play a, a night game and then you get up the next day and you're right on to the to the bus to the airport. Um, but at the same time, it it does kind of give you a little kick in the butt about hey, we've got a short turnaround, so we really need to be dialed in, switched on, and and make sure we do all the little things right. Um, so uh, short week or not, I think it's one of the things where it's just about the factors that we can control, and one of the big big focuses has been hey. You know we we played a really physical team on Saturday playing Selcom, and this team that we're playing friday night I, I said it before is the returning champ. so if you know this this game's gonna arguably a bit be a bit tougher than the last mm-hmm. um but just the fact that we only have six days to kind of turn around and prepare for that gets I think it's gotten a lot of the boys excited, and we've talked a lot about trying to avoid making excuses. And this is just another one of those opportunities. Short turnaround. Penarol didn't have a game last week, so they're going to yeah. be playing their first match of the season this weekend. And, you know, we, uh, we've we had a couple guys pick up some small injuries through the weekend. Cash's shoulder isn't going too well. Mikey had to get some stitches on his ankle. So it's one of those things where, in, in times like this, where it's not really in your favor and it's a little tough, you got to just accept the fact that excuses can't be made and, get back to work and just get around the boys, get excited for what we got to do
1: for sure. And then Max last one. I'll ask before I let you go. Um, you've obviously dug into to pen your role from what you could gather, right. For a lot of last year's stuff, like what can us as fans expect to see out of them this weekend? What do they do? Well,
2: yeah, they're, they're a fantastic kicking team and they've got some great handling. They move the ball really well. They like to play sideline to sideline a lot. Um So for, For us it's about making sure we cover as much of the field as we can as a as a tight five forward it means pulling our width not getting too tight to the ruck and uh really really banking on putting some some big hits behind the gain line to keep them on the back foot and then for our back three it's a really big game about covering the backfield making sure we win the kick battles making sure we win the kick chase so It's going to be, I think, an exciting game for the fans because it should be a lot of back and forth. It should be a lot of uh, playing both sides of the field. Um, But it's without a doubt going to be another physical game. And uh, with all the preparation that the Raptors boys have done this week, I think we're we're up to the challenge, and it should be fun to go and have a
1: hit out. I'm excited, Max. Thank you so much for your time, man. Um, Enjoy Uruguay and look forward to watching you guys play on Friday.
2: Thank you very much, Colton. I appreciate talking to you too, man. And thank you for all the American Raptors supporters out there. cheering us on and, and hoping for the best. We appreciate you guys.
1: All right. please be joined. Third time in three weeks. We're like halfway through it, I think, Scott. The Road Dog, American Raptors uh, rugby coordinator, Scott. And he, Scott, how's it going?
0: Doing well, Colton. I appreciate you having me back on. These are pretty fun. But yeah. uh, no, doing good. Just um, kicking it in Montevideo right now. And gearing up for for game number 2 of the season.
1: What's on what's on tap today?
0: Today is a off day for the team, which is nice. Um Diego Magno, one of our Uruguayan nationals is uh hosting us at his home club, which is pretty awesome. So we're uh, heading over there shortly to have kind of a team barbecue and uh, just get out of the hotel, get out of the city for a little bit.
1: Is a is a team off day, a scout off day or do you have any off days? Uh,
0: off days are used very lightly on this trip for players and staff yeah. uh, altogether. Um, I mean, being on tour, anybody that's been on tour kind of knows it's pretty much when you're awake, you're available. So, uh, off days are used very lightly, but uh, all as all
1: well. That's good. Uh, how was the trip? How was the flight from Chile, uh, Montevideo? Was it was it a lot easier travel like you had anticipated?
0: Um, not definitely. Uh, definitely simpler i guess you could say our flight did get delayed a little bit and uh bags took a while as as, uh any group of 40 you could assume would but um i mean really all things considered a a little a two-hour delay is pretty low on my uh echelon of panic alarms so um all all things have gone pretty well so far again our our tour guides are our guys that set up all our travel are just on it buses and and everything on on that side of things have just been great so far so um yeah all nice. all things considered i don't have too many grievances
1: that's good uh, i would i was anticipating a lot more by this point of the trip i just thought <laughs> of something right now scott maybe off the top of your head can you rank every airport you've been in on this trip for us or do we save that for next week you could do some homework. at the end of the season um, you gotta give your grand no, we... airport ranking <laughs> We, we can take a stab
0: at it right now. Okay, let's do Granted, it. Granted, I was only in there for a couple hours. I'd put uh, the Panama City Airport pretty low. Grant, okay. I mean, any airport that you're just doing a layover in um, is, is pretty hard to get a feel for, but we were all pretty groggy. It may have more been a reflection of me personally than the airport itself. <laughs> um, but the uh, Santiago Airport actually was beautiful. Really enjoyed that one. A um, little partial to the Montevideo airport as well, just because we know that one. We've been there a couple times. Yeah. So those two are probably uh, higher up in the rankings for sure. Um, Miami airport, I, I put quite low on the list just because Miami is always a really quick turnaround. And again, I think most of these are more of a reflection just on me than the airports themselves. Yeah. But, um, I would say uh, no. All, the, all most of the airports we've been here in in South America have been great so far, but definitely Santiago and Montevideo are are top right now.
1: Yeah, I I you know I've had a few stops in Miami as well. I just don't think the Miami airport's that nice. I think we can go out on a limb. I don't think yeah. we'll offend anyone if we have any <laughs> listeners that work at the Miami airport. Sorry, but it's just not that nice of an airport. I think that's fair. It's not it's not like what Miami's about. You just it just needs to be serviceable. It's like Vegas. Like get you in Very there, true. get you out. Very and true. Then the rest of the city speaks for itself. Um, so what's kind of this week look like now? It's a quick turnaround. The, the game's on Friday. Absolutely. So what do these next few days look like? And then when do you uh, get on your plane for the next place and where are you going?
0: Yeah, so uh, tomorrow on uh, on Thursday, we have our captain's run. Um, that's pretty much the main thing on the docket for, for Thursday or any day prior to, uh, to a game day. Um, and then... Pretty mellow, try and keep it as low impact as possible for the players over the next 48 hours so they can gear up with their game load. And then Friday is uh, all systems go. Uh, We have a late kickoff. I believe it's 8 p.m. local time. So um, that's always a fun fun opportunity to play underneath the lights, uh, especially in a new city. So that'll be great. Uh, Fortunately for us, it's at uh, Charua National Stadium, which we have experience with from the last time we were in Uruguay two Mm -hmm. years ago. So cool little bit of uh, familiarity there, which is always unexpected when you're bouncing around new countries or or countries that are not your home country so that's been kind of nice a little bit of deja vu for players that were there and staff that was there but um that's really what the next 48 hours look like um big game against penural um especially for a couple of the uruguayan nationals on the side so they're very much looking forward to that as uh, as are the rest of us to get kind of back on track and and uh see what game two has to hold and then saturday morning we have a Kind of an early flight, 10 a.m., so not too bad, but a uh, real quick jump to Buenos Aires. We were supposed to take a a ferry from Montevideo Ooh. to Buenos Aires, which would have been awesome. I was excited. Of course, uh, as any travel manager or logistics persons know, this would be the one weekend of the year where they are doing maintenance on the ferry, so mm. we are not able to do that. Convenient. Um, okay, Right, very. Um, so we have a very quick, it's like a 40 minute flight. I think 20, 40 minutes gate to gate. You're really, only in the oh, air for like wow. 20 minutes.
1: That sounds awesome. Um,
0: so <laughs> yeah, very quick flight to Buenos Aires. And, uh, then yeah, we're there Saturday and back at it again. So it all, it all moves by pretty
1: quickly, which yeah.
0: is, which is definitely keeps things interesting.
1: I might have to have you do a venue ranking too, Scott, later, but we can cross that bridge <laughs> later. Uh, big Absolutely. question I know a lot of people have, how you do laundry. Like, how do you pack for this trip? How do you do laundry? So you do laundry like, what, like once a week is like you're at home?
0: No, uh, right now we're, we're usually threading the needle between about two and three times. Um, uh. We are very fortunate again with the, the guys that we work with. They've coordinated laundry um, wherever we are. So someone will come pick it up, uh, whether it's in laundry loops, laundry bags. Um, we'll send it in, uh, uh, we'll give it to uh, the guy that we're working with. He'll bring it back the next day laundry's always a bit of fun on these trips things get (laughs) mixed up items go missing fortunately fingers crossed no no jerseys or anything have gone missing but um definitely (laughs) definitely it's always a a little bit of a a guess when you when you give it and get it back so that's always something i try and iron out but i've yet to be 100 percent successful so something i can always work on but um fortunately like like i said we have we have those contacts in each place we go they're they're super
1: helpful that's good where did you watch a game from on saturday i was looking like where in the in the v in the venue i was looking for you on tv but i didn't see you (laughs) so i am actually uh
0: on the sideline i um am one of the staff members that is allowed on field nice uh as i coordinate all the subs um help relay messages from coaches in the coaching box to players so i am right there in the thick of it i think there was a little bit of a like wall over where the bench was so that's probably why you couldn't Mm. see me i was operating in that Mm -hmm. but um do what i can to make myself seen a little bit better get some screen time <laughs> but uh yeah no I'm, I'm
1: right there sitting next to all the players kind of uh, relaying those messages as, as best i can if you get on tv this week make sure you say hi to me because i'll be watching <laughs> give you a wave you, yeah you sound like you work for the rockies did you hear like that story when the rockies uh during covid when they had to furlough mm-hmm. a bunch of people the people that were no. running the analytics department were also doing laundry that kind of sounds like you. You're doing a little bit of everything. You're booking flights, you're <laughs> helping with laundry, you're kind of coaching a little bit. Uh there's a great shirt out there that's like a, in the Rockies font. It says the Department of Analytics and Laundry. So <laughs> we may have to make one for the Raptors. I think the the Rockies make a little bit more money than the Raptors do though. So that it's it's understandable <laughs> for you. rugby, that's the rugby mindset. Everyone pitches in. You know, you're not too oh, big absolutely. to do something. Uh, professional baseball. Uh Maybe, you know, I, I know for a fact that <laughs> Mr. Monfort's make a lot of money. He could probably just That's afford true. to not lay off people. Um, yeah. Um, Scott, uh, as a rugby man yourself, like, what are your initial thoughts on the competition? You had an up-close view of, of the match last weekend. Like, what do you just think about, you know, the, the competition so far?
0: I mean, it's it's second to none. It's a very, very well-polished league um they've they've been a league for a while and this is the new new variation of it i mean it's always going to be a little bit of a kind of an acid test your for your first week when you're playing what's effectively a national team um so for me as a rugby fan to watch what is very well going to be the majority of a world cup team kind of playing 30 feet for me was pretty surreal um definitely something i don't take for granted and very 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 cool to watch but i mean everybody out here including guys on our team consummate pros so lots lots to be learned from players and staff alike and and just yeah a lot of lessons each week and taking them in stride as best we can
1: for sure it it was cool to watch i know the result didn't go the way that raptors would have liked but it was still fun and like i just know that things will get straightened out and it's a lot of learning experiences everything's so new and like as you get the hang of it and you settle in a little bit more and get used to playing these matches like it will improve so Uh, Very nice, Scott. Looking forward to uh, talking to you again next week. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy enjoy your your, uh, quote-unquote off day, Um, and we'll talk to you in (laughs) Argentina next week. Sounds like a plan. Appreciate it, Golden.